The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's winning a Stanley Cup done for the Golden Knights? Have you noticed a change? Yeah, I mean, the, the confidence is certainly there. You, you, this team had a lot of guys that do what it took to win a Stanley Cup. They brought them in intentionally for that reason. You look at, like, Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez. They had plenty of cup-winning experience on this roster before, but now they've all done it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan, and welcome inside your favorite daytime sports talk show, whether you're watching us live on Game Plus Television, listening live on WQEE Radio, or the replay. Who knows? It's your boy RP here in South Florida. Darren Moose Dupont joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle coming up today. We've got from Sports Talk Winnipeg, Andrew Hustler Patterson, and the president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre, as we talk uh, Junior A, one of my favorite brands of hockey. Uh, hey, Moose, let me ask you a question right now. Um, how are things? What's going on? We missed you yesterday. You're out golfing. So, how are things? Uh, things are good. Yeah, I missed being on yesterday. I was trying to follow as much as we could, but uh, it was uh, a big weekend. The Saskatchewan Sports Hall of Fame had their induction class. We know some of the big names. Ryan Getzloff was on this show when the news came out. Haley Wickenheiser was in that induction class. But a good friend, a mentor, uh, not only to me, but uh, to Leanne Lauren Lasuda went in, longtime uh, um, real builder and ambassador for amateur sport in our province. So uh, that was exciting. Good to hear. Well, I'll tell you what, I am very happy today because crisis averted, crisis averted. Uh, coming home from the Panthers game last night, there was a flash flood warning here in South Florida. I drove through it, and uh, this morning I got up and took my Jeep to the, uh, I had to take my Jeep to the mechanic again. Mike, my guy Mike, uh, because the check engine light was on. And Mike goes, let me guess, did you leave it, the roof off it in the, in the flash flood last night? I said, yeah. He goes, I get that it's a Jeep. It's not a submarine rod. <laughs> cover this thing, for God's sakes. Whether it's sun or rain, cover it up if you're not driving. He said, can you imagine if the water gets down through the vents, right, and all that? And I'm like, yeah, I never thought about that. So what it was was some of the sensors were just wet. So he did a quick little check, and he's like, turn it on again. Check engine lights off. He's like, cover it. See you later. So I'm, I'm happy. Because like every time I come out of Mike's shop, it's a $500 U.S. touch, but it's good today. All I needed was basically turn it on and off and maybe get a blow dryer out. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Uh, guys, and let's go. So I said, that's my day. I'm very happy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we're going to get to the hockey in a moment. We have, this is one of these days 
where two hours ain't going to be enough. It's a good thing that we're somewhat light on guests, unlike yesterday, because Darren and I have a lot to go through. We're going to open with baseball for the baseball fans. Justin Verlander took a two-hit shutout into the ninth inning, and the Houston Astros created some cushion in the American League playoff chase with a 5-1 win over the skidding Mariners Monday night. The 40-year-old Verlander was on the verge of his first complete game since a 2019 no-hitter against Toronto, but he was pulled after Josh Rojas' leadoff double in the ninth snapped a string of 16 straight batters retired. So if you haven't paid attention to baseball all week, this is the time to do it. The Blue Jays remain in the hunt for the playoffs as we know, and they'll host the Yankees and Rays in a six-game homestand starting tonight. The Blue Jays hold the second of three American League wildcard berths. I'm going to move on into football now. Joe Burrow on Monday night football point two shook off a lingering calf injury, throwing for 259 yards as the Cincinnati Bengals beat the L.A. Rams 19 16 to get their first NFL win after starting the season uh, with two losses. And Jalen Hurts threw for one touchdown and ran for another to help the Philadelphia Eagles remain unbeaten with a 25-11 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hurts improved at 20 to 1 over 20 and 1 over his last 21 regular season games. Our poll question today has to do with the National Football League, and we'll get to that in a moment. A uh, couple things, Darren, because I didn't get your take coming out of week three on the weekend. Uh, one, it's all football all the time. I went to the tailor this morning. I was wearing a Dolphins shirt, and the lady was like, you Dolphins fan? And I said, well, no, but I'm more a Cowboys fan. But living here, you can't really help. And she's like, oh, I get it, honey. I'm from Atlanta. It's black and red for me. But uh, how about those Dolphins? So we were talking about that. You know, and I watched the Monday night football game when I came home from the Panthers game. Driving rain at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. I'm like, am I ever glad I didn't drive over for that? And the Bucs lose for the first time under Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, week three's in the books. Anything quickly stand out to you other than what you know is our poll question? And we're going to get to that right away here. Yeah, last night, mostly I, my attention was spent on the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And 25-11, I think, was the final for the Eagles. They look good. Their defense is good. But I thought Baker and Tampa looked better than the score indicates. Every time they're, they're driving, I thought they moved the ball okay. And then all of a sudden, I would like leave the room for a second, come back. I'm like, how does Philadelphia have the ball? They just didn't finish drives. They never put points on the board. But they did a lot of good things, I thought, in the football game. So I think Baker and the, and the Bucks will bounce back from this. And they pushed Philadelphia a little bit in that game. So uh, it was a good one last night. So it's now only Tuesday, and we're still hearing all about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And I think anybody that follows football noticed it kind of started but last week, but Sunday it really hit the fan when Taylor Swift was at the game in Kansas City. And it pretty much broke the internet. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's just where I am in my life. I'm not that big of, I don't care that Travis... Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating for a couple of reasons. I'm not 12. You know, it was a big deal to me when Wayne Gretzky was dating Vicky Moss. That's the story behind Joey Moss and how he became the beloved Oilers locker room attendant. Wayne was dating his older sister, Vicky. That was, this, that was a big deal to me. This ain't. And the other thing is gossip and relationships got me fired from my last job. So again, 
I'm just not really that into it. But I do have time for those that find it really interesting. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. This is about the extent of which we're even going to talk about those two on this show, unless it refers to Kelsey scoring touchdowns as a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you Are you reveling, relishing this story, or are you like me, kind of over it already? Um, I don't know if I'm over it, but I don't know if I was ever really that into it at the same time. Um, it's kind of fun and cute and, you know, she's a big star and he's a big star and a big personality. So, you know what? It's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of interest in it to see where this goes. I'm not watching to see, wait a second, did their hands touch or not touch? Are they officially a couple? Not really my business. So quite interesting, uh, I appreciate Jen from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, ah, good morning, everyone. I'm already done with the Swift crap already. Meddling with my sports, LOL. That's what I mean. I'd rather talk about the games. But this is an interesting question that I saw on the weekend. I thought I want to save it for a poll question this week for Key Auto Group. With the Key Auto Group, by the way, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group here to take care of you. Uh, Clark, I'm going to ask for what they're saying on YouTube if you can get it ready. The question is... What's a bigger entity, Taylor Swift or the National Football League? When I heard it on the weekend, I immediately, as a lifelong sports guy, thought, well, it's the NFL, obviously, but I'm not, I'm not, not a music guy. I used to be a DJ, but I probably was not in the right role as a DJ because I'm not a big music guy. So I voted for the NFL, and I will vote for the NFL on this poll because it's a bigger deal to me. But I asked Moose before the show to... Go to social media and add up how many Twitter followers and Instagram followers she has versus the NFL. And else I'll spoil the surprise. She's got three times as many Twitter followers. The NFL has 30 million. She has 90 million. And she's got eight times as many Instagram followers. What was it, Darren? The NFL had around three, 30 million and she has 220 million Instagram followers. Not only is she bigger, it ain't close. Those numbers surprised me a little bit. Yeah, they're very surprising. But we always get this little reminder that sports, no matter how big the NFL is, sports is still a niche thing. And music, um, and she's a top artist, right? Mainstream, um, transcends everything. It's not niche, right? Um, Maybe when she started as just a country singer, it might have been more niche um, in that genre. But She's mainstream. She's everywhere. Sports fans, non-sports fans, they all love her, or at least they're talking about her. So I always get reminded of that, even though I think the NFL feels like it's mainstream and, and not enough. Yeah. I'm not totally sure that's even the proper marks or metrics to go about it, but it's a pretty good way to go about it. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on. I said we got a lot to get to today, so we're going to do that and move into the National Hockey League now. We have a lot of hockey fans that have showed up. Can you just pump the brakes a little bit and let us do the talking? You guys just do the enjoying. Just sit back and let us entertain you, okay? Point three, place line, Winnipeg. Laurent Bressois made 26 saves in the Winnipeg Jets' new top line, showed a glimpse of what's to come in the team's 5-0 preseason victory over the Edmonton Oilers Monday night. Center Mark Scheifele and right winger Gabriel Velarde set up Kyle Connor for a power play goal late in the first period. Scheifele sent the puck to Velarde at the side of the net, and he used a no-look backhand. 
pass across the front to Connor, who beat Calvin Pickard with a high shot at 15.06. Velarde, of course, was part of the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Neil Pionk, David Gustafson, Morgan Barron, and Kyle Kappa-Bianco each recorded third-period goals. Vladislav Nemestikov picked up a pair of assists. One of the best game, uh, names in the NHL right now, Darren, as far as I'm concerned. Bressois, of course, was signed as a free agent after winning the Stanley Cup with Vegas last season. The Jets iced some of their vets. Well, the order suited up a lot of young guys. For instance, Connor and Leon were left at home. The pair hasn't yet played in the preseason, including Sunday's match in Edmonton that the Jets won 2-1 in a shootout. So, we're going to sit here and talk about these games to the extent that we need to or what they matter. Hustler Patterson's coming up later on this hour to really get into the Jet stuff and maybe his take on the orders. But I saw somewhere, Darren, that Rick Bonus came out on the weekend. I didn't see the clip, but I heard that he did this. The coach of the Winnipeg Jets said, here's our team. And it was like, pop, putting a pin in the balloon. Took all the fun out of it. The team's picked, which incidentally, we already knew it was anyways. We've been talking about that for the last two, three years in every sport. Did you see the clip? Because uh, that's what I'm hearing went on in Winnipeg with Bones. I didn't see the clip, but I can just hear him doing that. Yep, here's our team. And just all these position battles or all these guys fighting for roster spots. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, you know, but we know these teams, you know, are pretty much picked. I think what you're looking at now with guys who have good preseasons or really good camps they get a chance to maybe see a few more games during the regular season, maybe one spot, or they're battling for top lines on the on the American League affiliate, right, to get more more playing time. But um, not a lot of position battles up for grabs anymore. Well, no, and I guess my point is, folks, enjoy the games. Let the coaches coach if you can, and let the GMs GM because. Coronado with a hat trick the other night. People are like, he's made the team after the first game in the preseason. No, man, they're going to say what they're going to say. And that's where the part of social media gets really annoying. But that's where I just turn it off. They already know who's made the team. Wakey, wakey. We've been saying it for the last couple of years. And and now you got a coach saying it. You can sit there and pick apart these games all you want, but they already know who's going to make the team. Now, speaking of, Jacob Chikrin scored his second goal of the night at 3.48 of overtime Monday night as the Ottawa Senators defeated the Maple Leafs 4-3. I listened to it with Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph, which reminds me, Clark, I got Jim Ralph's number. I want to get him on the show. The 25-year-old Chikrin from Boca Raton, Florida, Jacob Chikrin was acquired from the Coyotes at the trade deadline last year. Dominic Kubalik and Robbie Jarventi with a goal and an assist each also scored for the Sins. Mads Sogard made 37 saves for Ottawa. For the Leafs, rookie forward Easton Cowan, Mitch Marner, and Joseph Blandese replied for Toronto. I was listening to the game, as I say, uh, for whatever reason, Joe Bowen said that some police, Toronto's finest, as Joe Bowen said, came into the radio booth. At the game. The game was, was it in Toronto? Maybe it was Ottawa. Either way, some police officers went into the booth. And I kind of wonder why. I've never had that happen. Uh, but your take on the lease from what you know through, what is it, two games they've played? Yeah. Um, I thought you, you mentioned the name Easton Cowan. He was the Leafs' first-round pick this past draft um, from the London Knights. And apparently he was really good. I didn't get to watch the game last night. I was watching Monday Night Football. But he was good. 
up and down the ice, saw some of the highlights afterwards, and Sheldon Keefe said, you know, I had to talk myself out of it and just keep playing him in the third period. You know, uh, early in the game, you're just trying to give guys the minutes, and I kept wanting to play him, but I had to talk myself out of it. And finally, just open the gates, let him play. That's what you want, young guys that are hungry and want to play. And the other one was Noah Gregor. Uh, some of our viewers, former Moose Jaw Warrior and Prince Albert Raider Noah Gregor, um, has seemed to maybe be a fit on the on the Leafs' fourth line, playing with uh, Ryan Reeves and David Camp. So a couple of players that are kind of trying to find their way and maybe find some ice time played pretty well last night. We haven't even got to the Flames story. We haven't even got to the Panthers story yet. Doubleheader here against Nashville, and I can tell you what I was looking for. Uh, at the doubleheader here yesterday. And huge, and I mean huge news out of the Canadian Football League. That's all coming up after this break. We're only halfway through the Quick 6 show topics, everybody. This is the warm-up. Sit tight. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the RP Show. Great to be here in this business. It's great to be anywhere. And I'll remind you that our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Head down to the Tap Room Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. They're located on 28th Street Northeast in Calgary. They have a bar there with a big screen where they show the RP Show. Take some friends and check out Common Crown and even... Check them out ahead of time if you wish at commoncrown.ca. I'm in South Florida. Moose is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And we continue our tour around the NHL preseason from Monday night with leftovers. And we've got that huge CFL news coming up. But Kyler Yamamoto! 
Remember that, Darren? Awesome. Scored a pair of power play goals to lead the Seattle Kraken to a 5-3 victory over the Calgary Flames in the first of a split squad doubleheader. Kale Fleury from Carlisle Sask. Glad you asked. Ty Carty and Will Borgen also scored for Seattle. For the Flames, Walker Dewar, Michael Backlund, and Andrew Mangiapane replied. Story of the game, though, was uh, for the Flames was the loss of 22-year-old Jacob Pelge, who left the game and didn't return after getting sent heavily into the boards with six seconds to go in the first period. Dustin Wolf went the distance in goal for the Flames with 24 stops. Meanwhile, in a split-squad game, Featuring the same two teams, but different players. Only in Seattle, the Flames won 3-2 in a shootout. Highly confusing to me. I'm sorry, the split squad games. At least they did it here in Sunrise yesterday, but at least it was in the same rink. The Flames and Kraken met twice Monday. Once in Seattle, once in Calgary at the same time. They seem to make heads and tails of it. I cannot. You? I see it in baseball, um, big rosters, the whole deal. Um, my question is, who decides who's going to coach which game? Which game is the GM going to be at? The scouts. You know, that's a tough one when they're in different buildings when you're trying to scout players. Or are you having, you know, is the one, one team kind of an afterthought? I don't know. But uh, it is a little confusing. But There's got to be a call. reason why they do it. And I'll talk to the hockey guys next chance I get Friday night. The Panthers are going to get to what they did here in a second. They got Carolina here on Friday night. But in, I went to both games yesterday. There was a 2 p.m. start and then a 6 p.m. start. And in the second game, I sat with some friends. You saw one of the Dodge kids I was with and his hockey teammates from the U13 Florida Fury. That's Bantam, right? And I looked over my shoulder up in one of the luxury suites, and there was all these young guys. They looked like soldiers. All in suits. I'm like, who the hell are they? Oh, that's the, that was the team that played this afternoon. They all sat like, looked like cardboard cutouts, just sitting there like robots. But they were all watching the game. They were ensconced in the game. And here's what happened. The Florida Panthers took the ice for a game Monday for the first time after a grueling four-day training camp. Uh, four-day training camp and dominated. They really did. Florida swept the Nashville Predators in a two-game doubleheader, winning the first game 5-0 before taking the nightcap 5-2. Coach Paul Maurice had said the first game of the preseason would be a test to see how his players could handle game situations when they were most tired. And it appears they passed. Uh, some of the things I noticed, not that anybody cares but me and the Panthers fans that are watching. That's why we started our own Panthers and Lightning podcast, the Nuts and Bolts podcast. But Spencer Knight... Stopped, I think it was 14 shots. He stopped them all. I watched him in practice on Saturday at the ice den. He let in three goals on three shots. I'm like, well, it's just practice. You understand there's a lot of fans, and I see some that are writing in here going nuts about preseason results. I'm like, you guys, you, you're just getting yourself worked up for no reason, but whatever, that's your choice. Even these preseason games don't matter. But I knew the practice mattered even less. But it was good to see Matthew Kachuk. Good to see Sergei Bobrovsky, because Bob's your uncle. And Alexander Barkov and Oliver ekman Larson had three assists at his Panthers debut, albeit preseason. The Panthers look ready to start the season. Let's drop the puck. They've got a swagger. I hope that continues for 82 games. And uh, I really enjoyed the time at the old hockey rink in Sunrise yesterday. Panthers go to Carolina Wednesday night and then back to the Hurricanes on Friday. That's my assessment. They look real sharp. Any thoughts on anything NHL-related before we move on? No, I think that's cool. And, and that's what we wondered. Like, Florida, for me, 
is a big question mark because we go through, you know, the odds at Bet Regal, and they're not near the top of the favorites. They're kind of what eighth, ninth, tenth, somewhere in there. Um, they made the Stanley Cup final. So for them to come back and have a swagger, and I've seen Paul Maurice in his post-game conferences and his post-practice press conferences, uh, optimistic, and to see that and them take another step forward, they have a real ability to get right back there and be a team that isn't waiting till the last days of the regular season to secure a playoff spot. They're a team that's really going to push and so that's fun and exciting, and it's always fun uh, early in the year when teams uh, have that optimism around them. Um, read my lips, everybody. Not you, Darren, because you get it, but few do. We've started our own Panthers and Lightning-specific podcast, Serena and I. It's called the Cats and Bolts podcast. Cats and the letter N, Bolts podcast. And our guy, Joe, said, hey, go ahead, talk about it on the show. So I won't inundate you all with Florida Panthers talk here, but I was talking to their hockey people on the weekend, and they said, we've got, these are the Canadian scouts, there, and they're like, we have tons of fans in Canada now after that playoff run last year, which I knew, you know. And what happened? They won. Why are there so many young Pittsburgh Penguins fans in Canada? Because they were playing deep into the spring, just like the Golden Knights. Why Sidney Crosby's beloved, not only because he's Canadian, but this is what perennially losing teams don't understand. The fans aren't obligated to cheer for you anymore just because you play down the street. Right, Darren? You get it. If you suck and you miss the playoffs every year, fans are going to go start cheering for the cool team because they can and buy their merchandise, and have it shipped to them, and follow their social media channels. Do you know what I mean? It's the Panthers are cool in Canada, and it was, was my point. You've said it for a long time. We're now in a global marketplace for everything, but sports is what we deal in. It is. A thousand percent. If you're not winning, nobody's talking about you. And that's why I, I often said, you know, in places like Saskatoon or Regina, where I spent a lot of the early years, the Golden State Warriors were more of a local team than your local university basketball team because I knew more about them. I was filled with more information. The world is, is smaller. The information is more accessible. And you're right. If your team's not winning, I can cheer for any team I want. And guess what? Today, it's pretty easy to go to Vegas or go to Phoenix or go to Pittsburgh or go somewhere to watch the game. Flights are more accessible they may or may not be cheap depending on when you buy them, but it's, it's easier to, to be a fan of a team outside of your market. So you got to win. It might have been a God shot this morning, but I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to talk about with the Canadian Football League today on a Tuesday? And then, how about that? Placeline Hamilton, the star power of the 2023 Grey Cup, won't be limited to just the players on the field. Country superstar Carrie Underwood will perform November 17th as part of the Grey Cup Music Festival. The Hamilton Organizing Committee announced today the Grey Cup game will be held at Tim Hortons Field on November 19th. Underwood's performance will be at Hamilton's First Ontario Centre. The Built in the Hammer Grey Cup Music Festival will run from November 16th to the 19th and feature both free and ticketed events. Underwood's appearance in Hamilton will be her first since 2016. 
Underwood, who was married to former NHL player Mike Fisher, has won eight Grammy Awards and 16 ACM Awards, including three for Entertainer of the Year. She's the first female to win twice and only female to receive it three times. Underwood also holds the record for most CMT honors with 25. She also performs the introduction to Sunday Night Football, which she has since 2013. Underwood has sold over 85 million records worldwide and recorded 28 number one singles. Presale access to tickets for all Built in the Hammer Grey Cup Music Festival concerts will be open first for all Grey Cup ticket holders. Tickets to Underwood's concert will go on sale to the general public September 30th at 10 a.m. Eastern. If that doesn't sound like a studio voice ad, I don't know what does. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm a huge CFL guy. I love it. It's in my DNA. When I saw the news release today, I had to check the date. And I don't mean because when are they announcing this? I thought it might have been April Fool's. This is a big deal. Huge. It's a big, big deal. Um, you know, to have an act like that on the calendar during Grey Cup Festival, in the venue, or like in the, in the town where you're hosting Grey Cup, it is going to create so much excitement. It's going to bring people to the city. And, you know, people may come for the Carrie Underwood concert, and they will, and not even know the Grey Cup's going on, okay? That's going to happen, sure. But when they come to the concert... They're going to be exposed to the Great Cup Festival. They're going to find out it's going on. They're going to be part of the action. And they're going to, it's going to be really hard not to get involved and get swept up. And I think this is really big. The more you can attach yourself to big things, big names, big people, um, it's good for the CFL. Really good. This is awesome. So a few things here, and I, uh, I appreciate the audience participation. Some trolling, some not but all part of one big Rod Squad family, Darren. Regarding the, um, you better win or they won't talk about you, uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, well, the Riders are losing and the locals sure are talking about them. He's just trolling. Um, number one, <laughs> I say this somewhat respectfully. Well, in Calgary... They don't talk about you win or lose. <laughs> Sorry. Truth hurts. Uh, number two, I know it in Saskatchewan because in 2015 when we were 0-9, they eventually do stop talking about you. They do because I dropped my gong there and you're wondering what the hell I'm doing. Um, now with metrics and analytics with digital media, we saw it. Everybody says losing is good for business in terms of talk shows and stuff. Eventually... They stop calling in and stop listening. We have the data. So, yeah, they're raging in the Wheat Province right now about the riders, but they won't be forever. They're pretty close to tuning them right out. And, and then that'll go on for the whole offseason. John Ohm. Ohm. Says, why doesn't the NHL go more out into out-of-market areas during the preseason or regular season to promote its game across North America? Uh, they just played in Australia on the weekend. Coyotes and Kings. Uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. If they want to make it a real Grey Cup event, they should let Simone Lawrence be the opening act. Okay. From Max. Uh, 
Max Ravens is because when you think of Hamilton, you think of country music. Former country DJ here, me, this guy. I don't think of Carrie Underwood as country. I'm sorry, I think of her as pop, almost Taylor Swift. Uh, deal or no deal on that. Like, yeah. Don't crap on this. This is a huge deal, man. Can you let the CFL have their moment for, not you, this guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Carrie Underwood is bigger than country music. She's bigger than, you know, that's what stars do, right? They're bigger than the genre. Taylor Swift started this country. It's very similar. But Carrie Underwood is not just country. She is universal and very well respected. Look at the awards she's won. I mean, to be entertainer of the year three times, it's a big deal. So, uh, no, this is yeah. going to be great. And, and you know, there's going to be trolls, but there's nothing you can say to like actually take away from this. Um, or make it less than it is. It is huge. Yeah, by the way, our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. I'm not done on this. This morning was a wonderful example of how people just headline read. As you say, Darren, your term, people were like, oh, what a wonderful halftime act. Shouldn't it be Canadian? Wiki, wiki. We didn't say halftime. Read the dates. I said November 17th is when she's playing. The game is November 19th. If you're not listening or you're not reading closely, I feel I'm a fine print guy. I am now at my old age because you better be, especially in today's era of fake news. So she's not doing the halftime. That's a topic a little later. And we don't have time for this discussion, but I will read the point. The Western Hockey League says Wenatchee Wild head coach Kevin Constantine has been suspended pending an independent investigation into alleged violations of WHL regulations and policies. This guy coached the Pittsburgh Penguins, San Jose Sharks, and New Jersey Devils. The league said Constantine was suspended Sunday and he is not permitted to have any contact with any member of the organization, including players. The WHL said the suspension came after its independent reporting channel received a complaint about Constantine's conduct. WHL said its security network and Wenatchee Wild Management met with the players to address this situation and offer support. I'll only say this, that we're going to run to a break. I talked to people in the league today. Nobody really knows what happened. But what I was told was there's a 24-hour phone line for players to report abuse. So this is what this guy said to me today. Either it's really bad or it's somebody crying wolf. And I said, what if it's somewhere in between and some kid got asked to pick a towel up off the floor and he'd never been asked to do that and he feels that that's abuse? Because that's possible too. And this guy said the dub would not have suspended him if it was something as minor as that. Something went down. So, Moose, when you return in hour two, we'll spend far more time on that. What do you say? Sounds good. Hustler Patterson's in next. It is episode number 1089 of your favorite daytime sports talk show, live on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. 
and please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Hey, collectors, register for the Premier Sports Card Convention, where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items, taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. Obviously, we're going to talk Jets and Bombers with Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk, but us, big day in the CFL. Carrie Underwood announced as part of uh, the festivities for Great Cup Festival in Hamilton. What was your initial thought when you heard it? Uh, I would, well, I mean, listen, I guess it sounds pretty cool for the Canadian Football League. I mean, uh, sort of more wrapped up in Taylor Swift right now, Rod, as you can imagine. But uh, <laughs> no, great stuff for the CFL to get uh, Carrie Underwood, a huge star. It should make a great cup a week even better in the hammer. Yes, Friday night, she's performing at First Ontario Center, the old Cops Coliseum. I've had enough of Taylor Swift. Please tell me you have too. So we'll come around to football well, in a second. Uh, what? As, as a what? Chiefs guy... As a Chiefs guy, I'm here for it, Rod, but I do have 5% of me is just worried that the most, the biggest star on the planet, the most powerful woman in the world actually has her eyes on the real prize, and that's Patrick Mahomes, and she's infiltrating the Chiefs from the inside through Kelsey. Oh, no. That could That could blow it all up, Rod. That could blow it all up. So, <laughs> fingers crossed that they could just have a nice run. She gets the Chiefs more shine. And it ends, most importantly, with another Lombardi at the end of the year. It's been known to happen, but the quarterback (laughs) seems pretty happy uh, from what I've seen. Hey, I know it's early and Jets fans are going crazy. Uh, Tell me, did Bonus come out on the weekend and say the team's picked something of that? I read somewhere that he basically removed all intrigue from camp. I I mean, again, here's the thing. For the most part, we've known that. Um... There's a battle for the 13th forward. But listen, with Dubois leaving and three players coming in from the LA Kings that'll have roster spots, it really squeezed the guys at the bottom of the lineup. So, I mean, at this point, Rod, I think what we're uh, what we're looking at is pretty much the top 12 established might be a change on a line or two. I think top six defense is pretty much cut and dry, and those will be the returning guys. And then we'll see whether it's Logan Stanley and Declan Chisholm. We'll get those final two spots on the blue line, both have to would have to be put on waivers and unfortunately for Billy Hanel who looked great in that first preseason game he can uh, he's waivers exempt so that probably means he's starting the year with the Manitoba Moose um there's not a lot of intrigue about who's making the team right now in my opinion and certainly from Bones as well but just seeing how this team comes together with some big pieces up front uh playing with new line mates and whatnot 
Yeah, I don't think it's even a question who's going to be the backup goalie, especially after with what Laurent Brassois did last night. Like, do you not think they acquired all those goalies in the summer thinking Hellebuck wasn't going to be around mm -hmm. by now? Or what? What was your read on that? Uh, I mean, certainly they had to be prepared if that happened. Um, I mean, listen, Laurent Brassois comes in on a one-year deal knowing that there is the potential that he could be the starter at some point if a Hellebuck deal happens. And Colin Delia, who was, who was good in the first game, more of an in you know more of an insurance netminder, third in the uh, third in the organization. And they've got a couple exciting young goalies, uh, Dom Divincentis, who uh, was the OHL goalie of the year last year. He'll be going back to junior. And Thomas Millich, who was Team Canada's goalie, they drafted him out of Seattle. He's twenty, so he projects to probably be playing with the Moose. Um, although they do have an ECHL uh, affiliate, and once in a while you'll put a young goaltender down there to be able to play fifty, sixty games. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's Hellebuck, and until Hellebuck's not here, it's his crease. But I think LB will play a little bit more than the backups have in the past. And uh, Bruce Wall looked great last night in the uh, shutout win, uh, win at home. That's what, I, that's what I hear. Here's an off-the-board question, which I specialize in. You probably don't talk a lot about this, but what I hear from a lot of Jets fans is that Kevin Sheveldayoff is not visible enough. I hear the mm -hmm. comment, Chevy needs to come in from the cottage and make a statement on blah, 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 blah. Is that a thing? I mean, I guess to some people. Um, you know, he spoke at the beginning of training camp. I mean, he's not a guy that's getting out there every week and discussing what's happening with the team. Rick Bonus is really that guy. I mean, would we in the media like to hear from Chevy a little bit more? For sure. But, I mean, the, the thought that he's just not working or whatever, frankly, is laughable. I, I can't imagine how busy this summer was trying to navigate all of the challenges that they have right now that are still very much out there. The Dubois deal happened first, but we're going to find out probably in the first 25 to 30 games, Rod, what the direction of this club is and uh, what that means for the likes of Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, I don't envy you riding the roller coaster of the fans the good thing is you're on that roller coaster you have a front row seat you're like the, you're just oh, like yeah. the fans which i think is great which i think is great watching uh hey canada's game of the week they're already talking about it bombers argos friday night gray cup preview what do you think oh man rod i can't wait we've been waiting for this game for two months i'm sure there's a lot of guys in that bomber dressing room that have been waiting since last november to get another shot at the argos and what a season they've had. Um, the weather is projecting to be pretty nice, I think. It's gorgeous here right now. And, Rod, this is the third straight sellout in advance for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, I can't remember when the last time a team in the CFL sold out three straight games. Um, but, listen, if you were going to go to one, this is a pretty damn good one to go to. Uh, Friday, IG Field should be absolutely rocking. It's a massive game for the Bombers right now. I mean, uh, would they love to beat Toronto? Absolutely. Do they need the win to try to get closer to clinching first place in the West? Um, yeah, they definitely do. And, of course, then the huge rematch with BC and BC the following Friday. So these next two weeks for the Bombers are going to be massive. Um, and I think that, well, th you're damn right that this is the game of the week. Friday night, IG Field here in Winnipeg, you're going to have, I think what most people would agree is the two best teams in the league going at it for the first time since last year's Great Cup. And uh, I can't wait. <clears throat> Buddy, you're the busiest guy in show business. We'll let you go. Wonderful update. I appreciate you. S stay close, man. Stay in touch. 
Yeah, well, and sorry about the camera. I don't know what the heck was going on when I was going uh, when I was logging in, but I've got an issue with my camera, so I did this off the phone. We will have a better a better view and look next time uh, I jump on with you, Rod. But uh, appreciate you. Have fun down south. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. It was fantastic as always. We'll be right back with uh, a sports update, and they want to talk about Kevin Constantine. We're getting texts from Washington State, where we're very big on TDS Cable on Game Plus TV. We're also on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Well, we got a lot to get to and not a lot of time in this segment. I will remind you that Moose will rejoin us in hour two and we'll get into even more of these topics because this just went so fast in hour one. Kevin Constantine, the former Devil Sharks and Penguins coach, suspended by the Western Hockey League where he's now coaching Wenatchee. People want to talk about that. Carrie Underwood going to perform at the Grey Cup. No, it's not the game. And uh, Michael's watching in Winnipeg at Ice Time Sports. Thank you, Michael, when he says, I'd be more impressed, writes this on Twitter, if she was doing the halftime show. She's just doing a concert during Grey Cup. No big deal. Come on, guys. Let's be positive. Maybe she was busy. Did we ever think about that? It's a big deal. Very big deal. Biggest performance? At Cubs Coliseum since the 1987 Canada Cup. Mario Lemieux! Hustler asked, who's the last team to sell out three straight games? Thank you, Brett Taylor, for chiming in. The decade of decadence. Yes, we in Saskatchewan sold out regularly. But in the 2007 season, we sold every ticket all year long, 28,800 including the preseason, 2007, in a victory over the Calgary Stampeders. Every seat was full. Every, couldn't get another soul in there. Good times. 
Sports update, the Toronto Blue Jays continue their playoff destiny as they kick off their final week of the Major League Baseball regular season tonight. They open a three-game series with the visiting New York Yankees holding a one-and-a-half game lead over Houston for the American League second wildcard spot. The Astros have the third spot with Seattle a game-and-a-half out. Mariners and Astros continue a three-game series tonight in Seattle. The race for the National League wildcard playoff spots coming down to the wire. The Arizona Diamondbacks head into their road game against the White Sox of the one-and-a-half game leader for the Cubs. For the second spot, the Cubs are a half game up on Miami and a game ahead of Cincinnati for the third spot as they visit Atlanta tonight. As mentioned, country superstar Carrie Underwood will headline the Great Cup Music Festival. She'll play Hamilton's first Ontario Centre November 17th, two days before the Great Cup game at Tim Hortons Field. It'll be her first appearance in Hamilton since 2016. This sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company, Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. To the bat phone, the EMJ Marketing text line, 902-518-3033. EMJ Marketing provides the perfect keynote speaker for your event. My guy Johnny Meisner's watching down there in Washington State. Well, actually, Salem, Oregon. It says here, Johnny, is that right? Where we're very big on TDS cable on the Game Plus television network. John was the voice of the Wenatchee Wild back in the day when they were classified as Junior A. But anyway, we're talking about Kevin Constantine being suspended because they're now in the WHL. John says, I was in Wenatchee for opening weekend, and there was absolutely no indication of anything being not good. It just came across as a normal, if there is such a thing, opening weekend. The crowds were enthusiastic and liked what they saw. Well, something happened. And my very first thought about this was poor Ron Robison, the commissioner of the dub, like they needed this. You know, uh, in his last season, the commissioner, longtime friend of mine from Indian Head, Sask. Glad you asked. Uh, it's a scandal that they don't need. You know, and it's interesting because nobody even really talks about Mike Babcock anymore. I mean, I was in the NHL two games yesterday. Bab's name didn't even come up. But the Constantine name did. You know what I mean? This is the flavor of the week scandal. Last minute of play in hour one. This is the flavor of the week scandal for this week. Can we just hurry up and get past it? Uh, but from the dub guys I talked to today, they said something had to have happened. Something went down. There was an investigation. And if there wasn't anything of significance, they wouldn't have suspended them. They don't want the uh, attention. So anyways, we'll get into more of this. Next hour with Moose, uh, we'll talk about those games of the week in the Canadian Football League. Taylor Swift, if we must, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Carrie Underwood, is it a big deal or not? Of course, my contention has always been for the halftime act, it should be a Canadian. I've given up on a lot of my arguments, by the way, and life is a lot more peaceful. <laughs> but maybe we'll fire him up again an hour or two. Stick around and find out after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.